Today is Friday, July 28th, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. An update on Bronnie James's condition. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, leave a rating, share it with a friend. Our email is quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Joining me to get through the news of the Cray on this Friday, Trey Gons Phillips. Billy's out today. Trey, what's up? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. The week has come to a close already. As we've said, it's science. If you listen to the Quick Start Podcast, your week's going to go faster. I mean, don't question it. It's science. Just trust the science, as all the cool kids say these days. So we got a lot coming up that we're going to have to get to on the pod, though. On the main thing, I know China's rewriting the Bible. We've covered that. Uh, Charlene Aaron is taking a closer look at that with Tina Ramirez. What do we have coming up on the Focus Story, Trey? So I grew up in the late 90s and early 2000s, and there was a show called That's So Raven that was (laughs) like every kid watched on Disney Channel. (laughs) Uh, And now the actor in that show is um, making kind of a wild claim. So we'll talk about that. Yes. And I mean, we need to offer the Christian perspective on that as well, just given what was said. So we will definitely get to all the details on that and more. But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. LeBron James thanked the countless people who offered his family prayers and support following the news of his son, Bronny James, suffering a cardiac arrest during a workout at USC where he's an incoming freshman on the basketball team there. He said, I want to thank the countless people sending my family love and prayers. We feel you and I'm so grateful. Everyone's doing great. We have our family together, safe and healthy. We will have more to say when we're ready, but I wanted to tell everyone how much your support has meant to all of us. And according to a statement by a James family spokesperson, Bronnie is out of the ICU and in stable condition. And the leading electrical grid operator in the United States has issued an urgent energy alert due to the high demand for electricity as people seek relief from this heat wave going around various parts of the country right now. PJM Interconnection has activated its early notification system, issuing two alerts to inform people that there might be a need for emergency procedures during the heat wave. And how the FBI has weaponized an anti-terrorism law to spy on hundreds of thousands of U.S. citizens. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNNews.com. Trav, I'm looking at this heat wave story here and this energy company issuing the alert. And I I want to see if you're the same as me. But as I'm reading this story and thinking about it, we got a heat wave. We're worried about our electrical grid. The only thing I can think of is, well, at least we don't have a rash of people wanting to shift everyone over to electric cars to plug into the electric grid. At least we don't have that going on. (laughs) Am I alone on that? I'm just. Yeah, it could some, be. It could be worse. It could. I'm, I'm just, well. I mean, here we are. The government's pushing us towards this electric vehicle deal. Everyone's got a Tesla. Every hipster and their brother has a Tesla. I'm sorry if you have a Tesla, but you're a hipster, and <laughs> they think they're saving the planet. But then I'm. I'm reading we're having you know grid problems, and we're worried about the grid going just when it gets a little hot out, which is something that didn't doesn't happen frequently, even in the past when we've had heat waves. So. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm just a little uneasy about this 
sudden move to electric cars for reasons like this. Well, and the push for electric stoves. We can't forget that. Right. Uh, yeah, let's get rid of the um, gas stoves. Gas is evil, ladies and gentlemen, but don't worry. There'll be a few brownouts. It's always the unintended consequences <laughs> well, with the so government, isn't it? Here's the thing. I'm not putting on my tinfoil hat, but I'm going to okay. keep it nearby because <laughs> I think there's maybe some validity to the people who are kind of concerned. Like if we go away from gas, away from all the coal, whatever, and we're doing just electric, somebody else is in control of that, right? You're not autonomous. You don't have independence yep. like you would if you were gas powered, whether that's your car or your house. Uh, you can kind of run kind of off the grid uh, with electric. I think, you know, what, even if it's just your local government, your local government, or in some cases, the federal government, they've got the They've got the power to shut that off whenever they want to. So I like I can understand people being like, isn't this kind of weird that they want everything to be electric now? Yeah. Um, so, again, I'm not putting on the tinfoil hat, but, you know, I, I can sympathize with people who are wearing theirs. <laughs> I like that, though. Keeping it close. We'll just keep it on the nightstand right <laughs> over here because right. it, it is. I mean, you hate to think that way, but I, I don't know. The government's given us enough reason they, they've indicated in so many words that that's they'd be willing to do these sorts of th i mean in covid why wouldn't they do the same things if they believed calamity was coming because of covid and they shut everything down well if they believe calamity is coming because of global warming or climate change what's stopping them from shutting all that down my confidence is low that they'd be able to restrain their power yeah. Well, that's always the argument is I'm, we're doing this to keep you safe. Like this is right. for your good. We're right. a benevolent government and we would never do anything to hurt you. Um, so, yeah, I think it's concerning whenever people are just willing to play in really in any situation with any government, whether it's conservative or progressive. Why would you ever say I'm going to trust the government to take care of me and to look out for my yeah. good? I mean, pretty much every politician, whether they've got an R by their name or a D by their name or an I by their name, at some point is going to let you down. They they are looking out for number one a lot of times. Well, we were talking not all of the time. Totally. And we were talking behind the scenes this week, just internally on our office communications about term limits. And it's gotten to the point now where I believe we're our government and the people that are in it. I'm sure there are people that mean well, but in general, it's like you have this career. It's no longer service. The founders meant for it to be service in the government. Like you had an actual job outside of the government and you took a break from it for a couple of years to serve your country. That's not what it is now. Now it's careers. You have career politicians. Almost all of them. I mean, how many of them do you see get in there and aside from just losing their election, you know, quietly leave? It never happens. I mean, Joe Biden's been in elected office since before I was born and I'm 48. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, that just shouldn't be that way. Um, yeah. But all that to say, you know, we have all these people in there. And to your point, Trey, self-preservation is going to be their number one goal. It, it can't be. It, it can't be us. Because they yeah. have more to lose for their own lives. Yeah, no, I would 100% support putting term limits on, oh. on political office. I mean, look at our first president, right? George Washington, he could have been in there for as long as he yeah, wanted to. He could have kind of been the ruler. Yeah, the ruler over the entire country. And he decided, look, I've done this for two terms. I'm going to go back to my life uh, and do other things. I think part of it, too, was we had a different 
understanding of government at the time. It was a service. It wasn't something that was like there wasn't a lot of pomp and circumstance. It wasn't something that you were, they rolled out the red carpet for you. You went and you served your country as a servant to the citizens. Uh, you did your duty and then you went back home and you went back to living your, your regular life, right? Yeah. I mean, even the uh, the State of the Union addresses was nothing more than a short letter that they sent to Congress. Right. But now we put so much glitz and glamour and we give the Hollywood treatments to politicians. Why wouldn't you want to stay for 50 years? Yeah. No, it's it's about as posh a job as you could possibly get. Joe Biden right now, I mean, the guy's got multiple houses. And- what is um, Bernie Sanders, Mr. Yeah. Socialist? Mr. Four. Socialist, he's got multiple houses <laughs> as well. It's laughable, but you're right. I mean, everyone back then in the days of the founders, most of them were farmers or something right. similar. And so they had to sacrifice. They had to leave the farm. They had to leave the homestead, all that stuff in order to serve the country. That was putting a lot on the families and the communities around there. And then they had to go fight a war, you know, for independence. Yeah, it is a different time. And I think we've totally warped what it's supposed to look like. I don't know how we got here from a story about the electric grid, Trey, but I'm glad we did because it needed to be said. We should probably stop before we get ourselves in too much trouble. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) <laughs> Indeed. But all right, well, let's let's go over to the focus story then. And we've got a popular Disney star, as you talked about at the top, claiming to have, a, this is interesting, a power similar to the character she played on TV. So this is like, you know, life imitating art here, I guess. What's she saying? Okay, so it's Raven Simone. Uh, if you're in my age group, you probably remember the show That's So Raven. Uh, so her character, Raven Baxter, in the show, uh, she would often have these visions at you know funny and obviously inconvenient times where she she's a teenage character. Uh, and she'd be in the middle of a conversation with her parents or she'd be in the classroom or picking on her younger brother or something. Uh, and then she would have a vision of something that happened or was potentially going to happen. Uh, and then she would be able to kind of mischievously do whatever she wanted to do uh, to either upend that or, you know, whatever, all kinds of all kinds of different storylines throughout the series. Anyway. Now Raven, 37 years old, uh, she also served briefly as a co-host on The View. She's very left-leaning. She claimed in a podcast recently uh, that she actually has that same psychic power, except for in the show she was acting. Now she says that she actually has it uh, in her real life. Uh, She said during a podcast interview, humans have the ability in their brain to tap into energy fields that allow for truth to connect when you know how to translate it correctly. I can walk into a room and read the room. People might not think that's psychic, but what that is, is energy reading. And energy is in the psychic plane because it's not on the physical material plane. Uh, She went on to say that she has visions Uh, And she's helped uh, by spirit guides uh, who interpret those visions for her. Um, So that's what she's claiming now is that that she has visions of the future, visions of things that may happen. And she has these quote unquote air quotes, spirit guides who kind of guide her and how to interpret them correctly. Yeah. I mean, very, very bizarre, but I think it's important because I don't know, people are always looking for something beyond And a lot of people are very tempted by this. So what does scripture say about this type of thing? 
Yeah, so the Bible is very, very clear uh, in its warnings against such practices, which in Scripture is called necromancy. Uh, any time, any attempt to communicate either with the dead or to communicate with spiritual beings uh, who are not in in this world. Um, scripture is very, very blatant, which I find fascinating because there are so many issues where clearly, I mean, Scripture talks to uh, pretty much every issue in life, but a lot of times it's in principles, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. specifically address certain sins or certain issues, but it's very clear based on Scripture that those are sins, right? Um, but this one is something that by name uh, it's condemned. It's actually one of the strongest verses is in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 10 through 12. It says, there shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. Uh, so the Bible is is very, very clear. And we've actually, Billy has talked to several people who have entertained this stuff, who have been even ex-psychics. Uh, the one that first comes to mind is Jen Niza. She's been on uh, on our shows before, and we've, we've talked to her several times. She actually called these practices a rabbit hole of destruction. Uh, she said, there is no good spirit talking to a psychic. They masquerade as your deceased loved ones. When it seems like mom or dad or grandma, and you're crying out with your client, she used to, to interpret dreams for clients. She said, that seems like you're doing something good and comfortable, but in reality, uh, you're giving Satan an, an open door. She's now a believer, is now a Christian. And she said, now looking back, I know that that was actually demonic forces that I was entertaining because those things are very real, right? Satan is very active and alive and there is spiritual warfare happening. So you are communicating, but you're not communicating with loved ones. You're communicating with with the demonic world. Yeah. And it's really an important reminder for us as Christians to where do we go when things get tough or we get frustrated about something or we're worried about something or we're anxious about something, you don't want to run to a medium. Why are you looking for answers to someone who's claiming to talk to a dead relative? You don't need to go there. Scripture alone, sola scriptura. We can go to the scripture for these answers. Like you said, Trey, they're not going to always be like super specific black and white to your exact circumstance, but God is going to reveal truth to you through scripture. You want to talk to God, you want to get an answer, that's how you do it, through scripture. Yeah, and there are so many other Bible verses that talk about this issue and trying to communicate with with the dead, and there are just too many really passages to dig into all of it. Uh, that one in Deuteronomy is just one of the strongest, but also you can bring in passages that talk about idolatry, uh, right, or idol worship. Am I am I actually worshiping what I think is some sort of spiritual guide who's helping me navigate something instead of going to the sovereign God who actually knows? Not only does God know what's happening, uh, God crafts everything that's going to happen. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the author and finisher of this universe and this world. Why would you ever want to go to to any other source other than the one who created all of it and sustains all of it? Uh, God is the only one who can actually answer, um, and not only answer you, uh, but but save you, right, and keep you safe. I think yeah. when we entertain these things from, from anyone other than the Lord, we're putting not only ourselves in danger, uh, but we're putting our loved ones in danger. We don't know what we're opening the door to not only to ourselves but to those around us yeah absolutely and it goes for like astrology too you know people that are constantly looking for horoscopes to find out what's going to happen to me in the future all of that kind of stuff is 
clearly um, something we need to avoid, uh, as Scripture makes clear, as you brought up, Trey, in those verses. Uh, but because, not just because they tell us to avoid it, but because Scripture is where we can get our answers. So appreciate you bringing that one. We are going to move over to the main thing now. And China has been engaged in uh, an effort, a sustained effort that they want to continue for some time now to rewrite the Bible and make it more friendly to the communist government. Well, Tina Ramirez is the founder and president of Hardwired. That's a group that's been vocal uh, against the Chinese Communist Party and its persecution of religious groups and political minorities. Well, Charlene Aaron has that conversation on today's main thing. Give us a little background on China rewriting the Bible into their own sort of worldview. What's going on? Well, I mean, we we heard about the abuses and the religious persecution in China for many years now. This is nothing new, but they've begun uh, China, one of the world's worst abusers of human rights and religious freedom, has taken it to an all new low by trying to rewrite the scripture. And I think that they're no longer content with their re-education camps that clearly aren't doing their their job on um, forcing people to believe in the communist atheist ideology. Uh, people come out of these camps, Christians, they're, uh, you know, we've we've heard about this in books and testimonies for years, see it as a badge of honor to go through these camps or to be tortured and to know that that's, that's the test of what it means to be a Christian in China is that you're going to be tortured and you have to suffer and that you'll um, come out of it better and stronger. And so the Chinese are no longer content with um, all of these attempts to try to forcibly, uh, you know, and get Christians to deny their faith. And so now they've just taken it to a new level where they're trying to rewrite the scripture and uh, really try to um, brainwash, I think, children at an early age and what what the Bible says to confuse them and to um, prevent them from becoming Christians. But I, I think we all know as Christians that the word of God is more than a, than a book. Mm-hmm. It's a living human being. It's Jesus Christ himself. And so they can try as they may, but I don't think that they will be successful. Um, ultimately, I believe the truth will will come out. Absolutely. I want to ask you, you, you kind of touched on their motivation for this. What are some of the examples of how they're changing scripture and how people view Jesus Christ? Well, as you mentioned at the beginning, they're starting to um, shift some of the scriptures about Jesus and alter their the people's perspective of him. I think that we've seen this, you know, time and again, where uh, many, many groups try to change the scripture and make Jesus into a good person and not necessarily um, the embodiment of God himself. And so that changes the entire perspective of Christians and seeing Christ as, um, as, as a God that we worship and, and that we place above all else. And so obviously the Chinese government um, doesn't want people to worship anything other than the Chinese uh, communist party and their, their ideology that is essentially atheist. And so um, it, I think it really does beg the question though, why the Chinese communist party be writing the Bible if they don't even believe in God, but clearly they want the people to um, take their eyes off of, a God and just put them on a, a good person Mm. and to deny their faith in essence, as a result of that. And then to obviously supplant that with the communist party as the ultimate deity, really, um, which is similar to what North Korea and many other countries have done. And Tina, you know, this continues China's recent crackdown on underground churches that refuse to become part of the state sanctioned religious network. 
What is it like for them in China, for churches right now, these underground churches? Right. Well, the underground church in China is enormous. It's larger than even Christians in the United States alone. So it's it's a huge amount of people. And the Christians there have suffered so much over the years from the one-child policy to um, re-education through labor camps to uh, even you know, we've seen the Falun Gong and other groups have their their organs harvested. We don't know how many Christians that's affected, but the 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 torture and the harassment of Christians has continued unabated and has gone um, to extremes over the last several decades. Um, what we've we've seen recently with this latest attempt by the Chinese government is that they're trying to um, really get at the heart of the of the motivation. We we know that human beings around the world are motivated by our faith, and that our convictions and our free will really allow us to choose right and wrong and to choose just justice and to choose a higher being and to live according to that. And obviously that threatens the core of communist ideology in China in particular. And so this is their latest attempt to get to that. But but Chinese Christians have suffered egregiously so much over the years. Most recently, we saw um, churches there have to register, and there's only certain state-sanctioned churches allowed in China. Mm. And one church pastor that tried to register um, was fined about 400,000 yuan, which is around $50,000, for failing to register properly. Uh, this, These kinds of, of fines, obviously, pastors there can't afford when they live on, you know, dollars a day. So this this harassment and abuse and constant um, just discrimination and, and threats to the church are ongoing. It's something that we can't even imagine here and, in America. And I want to get to this because, you know, we want to know how does this religious persecution in China set a dangerous precedent for religious persecution here in America, in the West? Right. Well, we've seen we've seen all over the world despots and authoritarian regimes and even terrorist groups try to control what people think and work, how they worship and what they believe. Because when you can control that, when you control the heart and the soul of a person, you really control all of them and you can manipulate them and you can commit horrible human rights abuses against them. And so, you know, whether it's in North Korea with the Juche ideology that, I mean, they torture people every day to believe in, um, or whether it's in Iran with the Ayatollah and and their forced worship there, or if you you know even with groups like ISIS that were here in Iraq where I'm at today that forcibly um, forced both Muslims, Christians, Yazidis to adopt their ideology, or they were put to death. I mean, we I've heard stories where they were hung in the streets. Um, by street light lanterns if they disagreed with any of the ideology, had their hands and feet cut off. This is the reality in the rest of the world. And I think the problem is that in America, if we don't stand up to these kinds of human rights abusers, then we're going to see that religious freedom in America will fail as well. We're out of time, Tina, but we thank you so much for your heart and for your passion and for bringing light to this very important uh, situation in China. We will be praying. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much for that conversation there, Charlene. Really appreciate it. That's going to leave us with time for one last thing on the podcast here today. We're going to head over to John 8, 31 and 32, where Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And it's a great verse, well-known verse, Trey. And it's funny because the people that he was talking to at that time didn't even 
they didn't understand what they were enslaved to, that they were enslaved to sin, and Jesus explains it to them. But uh, it's something that we need to be reminded of. There is no neutral, you know, where you're either slave to sin or you're slave to Christ. And so Christ sets us free from the slavery that sin puts us in. And what a perfect verse, too, I think, for our, the conversation we were having just a few minutes ago about Raven and entertaining the, the spiritual world and the, the psychic world, right? The, the reality is, is that the only source for truth when it comes to spirituality uh, is in God. Anything else is, is a lie and is a distortion of truth. Uh, so, yeah, seek after God, and the way we seek after God is through His Word. Yeah, absolutely. Great reminder, great spot to leave it for the week. On the Quick Start Podcast, where we're always bringing you the news from a Christian perspective. And we're so glad you're here with us each and every weekday at 7 a.m. Wouldn't have it any other way. Don't forget to get on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more. And Lord willing, and that creek don't rise, we shall return on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. God bless.